Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. And if you are brand new, or if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. My name is Krista. I am the founder of Motherhood Simplified. I am the mother of five children, and I decluttered my house back in 2013 and discovered that as cliche as it sounds, there is magic to decluttering, and it really does help mothers. And so I've dedicated my current life to teaching other moms like you how to declutter and simplify your home and in turn your life. And today's episode is all about clutter and decluttering and money, which I know can be a loaded conversation. So I want to start by letting you know that I get it. It, it 
is complicated. It's nuanced. And for a lot of people, it can be triggering. It can make us feel very intense things, intense fear, intense guilt, intense shame. And I just want to preface this episode with acknowledging that and then sharing my experience and my perspective, as well as the experience and things that I have observed from other mothers like you inside of the motherhood simplified community. And just know that I get it. Okay. (laughs) I get it. Money is kind of taboo to talk about currently. And I hope that that changes because taboo subjects are just covered in shame, which makes it hard to talk about. It makes us feel fearful and it's just difficult. So I want to preface the conversation with that. Now I want to start off by letting you know, with the rundown of this episode, I'm going to start by telling you two truth bombs, I guess, if you want to call it a truth bomb about clutter and money or decluttering and money. And then we're going to move into nine ways that clutter and having clutter in your home costs you money. It's kind of a a financial drain and then ways that decluttering can save you money. So that if you've been on the fence about, should I get rid of this stuff or should I try to sell it? You can just get on the other side of the fence. The reason the fence is there is so that you can make a decision and hopefully choose to declutter some stuff and transform your financial beliefs, values, perspective, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So number one, a lot of us will say things like I struggle to get rid of things, or I struggle to donate things, or I struggle to sell things for less than they're worth because I spent a lot of money on it. And I look at these piles of stuff around my house and I see a whole lot of potential money, a whole lot of wasted money. And the thing is, is holding on to your clutter is not the same as having money in the bank. It is not currency. You can't spend your clutter on groceries. You can't go get a whole bunch of groceries in your grocery cart and then hand the cashier a pile of your stuff that could potentially be turned into money. It's not currency. It's not the same. It's not going to pay off your debt. And most of your clutter was money at one point, but now it's just clutter and it's not going to go back into being money. And if it does go back into being money, it's going to be pennies on the dollar and that's okay. Now the second truth about clutter and money is that clutter doesn't have monetary value. And you can kind of see that by the the scenarios I shared in point number one, most clutter doesn't have monetary value. If it's clutter to you, it's clutter to somebody else. One man's trash is rarely another person's treasure in our modern industrialized society. Speaking from that perspective that we are living in that reality that we live in, one person's clutter is another person's clutter. And therefore it just doesn't have monetary value. It's ever abundant. People are like, why would I pay money for this when I already have a whole stack of it myself? Or why would I pay $50 for this when I know that other people are giving it away for free or giving it away for $10? It just doesn't have monetary value. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but that's just an economic rule, a supply and demand rule. Our supply of stuff is way beyond our actual demand of what we can possibly use. And I have a whole other episode where you can dive more into that conversation called an honest conversation about goodwill, where we talk about how overconsumption is the root issue here. And we have way more stuff than we can ever possibly use or repurpose. And 
we collectively, I believe, are in a stage of living where we really have to just come to terms with that and move forward with a a new way of living. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about. So (laughs) the next thing that I want to let you know before we dive into the nine ways that clutter costs you money and the seven ways that it can save you money is that when you declutter your physical space, you create space for more money, for more energy, for more time. And when you don't declutter, you are staying stuck in a holding pattern. You are essentially energetically, emotionally, financially constipated. You just can't get out. You can't make any progress. And it's like a glitch in our mind. And I know that it's hard. It is so hard to be in this space and basically wrestle with yourself and the reality that you could use the money, the reality that you regret spending the money. Or like me, when I held my garage sale and I looked at my driveway full of stuff and my yard full of stuff and my house that was still full of stuff and being like, oh my gosh, I totally could have paid down my student loans. And instead, I'm looking at these piles of stuff, realizing how wasteful and irresponsible with my money I have been. I had to sit with that and that really sucked. And you might be there too. If you're not, that's okay. Maybe it's not tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. Maybe it's credit card debt. Maybe it's something else, but it's okay. It's in the past. Accept it. Accepting is so powerful. Just accept it for what it is and move on. So let's move into the nine ways that clutter is going to cost you money. And these are ways that clutter cost me money. And it's ways that I see moms inside of the motherhood simplified being cost money as well. So number one, buying things that you lost and can't find. So you're like, oh my gosh, I can't find it. I I need to go buy another one. And this could be something as small as nail clippers. Nail clippers are like what? Two to $3. If you buy a cheap pair. I'm sure you can buy more expensive eight to $10 pairs, <laughs> but it costs you money because you can't find them. Or maybe it's a brush or maybe it's winter gear, which we're going to talk about in point number two for your kids. Maybe it's their hat and gloves, or maybe it's a backpack or I don't know what else it could be. It could be Tupperware. You can't find the lids. So you buy more Tupperware, but you can't find the thing or you think that you lost it or It's just easier to go buy another one. And so you go buy another one that costs you money. Now, the second way that clutter costs you money is buying duplicates or triplicates because you know yourself so well. And so you plan to buy more for not if, but when it gets lost. And I've been there, I've done that. And I'm here to tell you I'm on the other side of it. And it created a mindset of complacency which actually makes it harder for you and your children and your family members to keep track of what you have. Because I want to give you the example of snowsuits. We have lived Alaska, Florida, Idaho, Southern California, now the Midwest. I've lived in all kinds of weather and snowsuits are one of the things where I was like, I'm going to buy a backup for if they take it to school and they forget it, or they take it to daycare and I forget it, or they lose it, or they forget it outside and it's wet. And then I have a backup so that they can wear their dry set outside. And I justified it in all kinds of ways. And at this point I have five kids and that means managing and keeping track of 10 to 15 snowsuits, 10 to 15 pairs of gloves, not including mine and my husband's right. 10 to 15 
pairs of boots, 10 to 15 snow pants. And when I decided that I was no longer going to buy duplicates and triplicates, we no longer could be complacent. If we forgot things at school or daycare, we had to deal with it and have some natural consequences. And it actually made it so that I took care of what we had better. My kids took care of their stuff better and we weren't complacent and it saves me money. Okay. (laughs) I know if you're listening, you've never done that before. You're probably like, that would never work for us. But if you still can't find your stuff and you're still searching for your gloves and you're still searching for your boots and you have duplicates and triplicates, what you're doing isn't working anyway. So maybe give it a try. The third way that clutter costs you money is repurchasing things that get ruined in storage or just generally ruined. My kids used to take off their wet snow gear and leave it in the garage and then it would sit there and freeze and then get musty and stinky and then it was ruined. And then I would have to repurchase things and that can happen with clothes. It can happen with food. It can happen with pretty much anything, but when we are overwhelmed on a daily basis, and then we are trying to save for the future, it becomes very inefficient. And a lot of our stuff ends up getting ruined or broken or pests and rodents get into it and we don't realize it. And it becomes very expensive. The fourth way that clutter costs you money or can cost you money is paying for storage units. 9% of people in the United States have storage units that are not being used for things like a temporary move or a temporary living situation. They just have a storage unit to store their stuff indefinitely. And 65% of people with a storage unit have a garage, basement, or attic. So they already have storage at their home and they're paying for more storage and they're paying a lot of money for it. And you don't need a storage unit. You could spend, you could save that money. You could invest that money. You could put that money under your mattress and save it for if, and when you need those things inside of your storage unit. Number five, it's in the same vein, buying a bigger home to have more stuff and to store more stuff for yourself. Danielle Greg is an admin of the motherhood simplified group. And this was her when she first started the group. She was one of my very first students inside of decluttering simplified. And when she started, she said, I'm going to declutter so that I can get ready for us to move into a bigger home because I don't have enough room. We don't have enough storage. We don't have enough room. We don't have enough cabinets. We don't have enough space. And what she realized is after decluttering her home was completely adequate, completely adequate. And I have had this experience multiple times, including when we lived in an RV and we moved into our RV and we didn't have a storage unit. We moved from Florida to Idaho with only what fit into our RV. And yes, eventually we got a bigger house because I like to have room to breathe. I like to have our own bedrooms. (laughs) It was exhausting being an RV 24 seven or that being our main place of living. But we, most of the time think that the solution is a bigger house. And we really just need to declutter because if you move to a bigger house without decluttering, you are just moving your stuff into a bigger space so that it's easier to hide or worse, you have more room to accumulate more stuff, which is not good. Number six is not knowing what food you have or being too overwhelmed by the stuff in your kitchen and your home that you choose to pay for food delivery, takeout, or drive-throughs. Because if you're like me, when I was at the peak of my overwhelming cluttered home experience, 
I would get home from work at the end of the day and there would be dishes from the night or nights before. And I just would not have the energy to do the dishes and make dinner. So I would do the dishes and then order dinner. And that cost me a lot of money. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with delivery or takeout or drive-throughs or now things like Uber eats. Sometimes we just got to do what we got to do, but I was doing it because I was overwhelmed by the clutter in my home and it was costing me money. I had food at home. I know how to cook. It would have saved me a lot of money, but I didn't. And I couldn't because my home was so overwhelming. Now, the seventh way that clutter can cost you money is filling an emotional void or shopping to avoid your true feelings. Shopping to get a dopamine hit because your home is overwhelming. It's making you feel down. It's making you feel anxious. It's making you feel depressed among other things, but your home and the physical environment that you live in is scientifically proven to affect those parts of you, making it so that you will seek relief and a spike of positive feel-good feelings from shopping. Which brings me to number eight, which is in the same vein that your home is too overwhelming. And so you find reasons to leave your house or not be in it, which also ends up costing you money. What this looked like for me was on Saturday mornings. My husband used to work Saturdays. I would take the kids to the thrift store. They knew mom doesn't have to work in the morning. We don't have to go to school. We don't have to go to daycare. So we're going to go to the thrift store. And then we're going to go to the dollar section of Target and we're going to go see what we can find. And we're going to bring more stuff home and it's going to contribute to the clutter. And I was just too overwhelmed. Sometimes we would go to the park. Sometimes we would go other places, but most of the time it involved me having to spend money, even if it was just a few dollars on getting them a hot chocolate at a cafe so that we could get out of the house. And it usually ends up costing you money. Maybe for you, it's something else. Maybe it's wandering the aisles of Target or Kohl's or going to the mall or something else. I don't know what, but I do know that I have seen moms also confess to this experience inside of the motherhood simplified community. And now that my house is clutter free, I I don't try to escape it anymore, which is really what I was trying to do. I was trying to escape it. I was trying to avoid it. Now, the final way that clutter can cost you money is that it skews your perspective of what you have, need, want, and use. Clutter begets clutter, and clutter makes it difficult to know what am I actually using on an everyday basis? The example that I want to share with you is clothing. So most moms that I work with and teach inside of my courses are overwhelmed by clothing. It's at least in their top three. And because they are overwhelmed by clothing and the amount of clothes that they have, they don't know how much they actually need. They don't know what that amount looks like. And so when they go shopping, they, they buy too much. And when they accept hand-me-downs, they keep too much. And when they go to the thrift stores and find good deals, they again, consume too much and they bring too much home without even realizing that they use maybe a quarter of that amount on an everyday basis and they really don't need it. And so it ends up costing you money. Now I want to move into talking about the ways that 
decluttering can save you money because it, it really does. It's a perspective shift and it's one that will really, really benefit you. Okay. So the first way that decluttering saves you money is that you no longer need to purchase stuff to store your stuff, bins, over the door hangers, shelves, wire racks, or some people even remodel their house thinking that that will be the solution to their clutter. And it ends up just costing a lot of money. And then you're right back to where you started being unable to manage too much stuff. And I will say this forever and people don't usually like to hear it, but if you cannot get your stuff organized and keep it organized, that means you have too much stuff. It means that you're living outside of your personal threshold of what you can manage. And there is no amount of bins or shelves or storage hacks to remedy it. And you're going to end up wasting your money on it as well as your time and your space for the purposes of this episode that is centered around money, you are going to keep wasting your money on stuff that doesn't matter and isn't going to support you. Now, the second way that decluttering saves you money is not needing to purchase things that you lost or forgot that you had, which we talked about at the beginning that everybody has one pair of gloves. And so if they're not in this bin, they need to go find them. You're not going to buy another pair. They just need to go find what they lost or deal with the natural consequence of leaving their gloves at school and now not having them over the weekend. And that's okay. Natural consequences are good and you don't need to repurchase everything. You will be fine. Number three is an organized space that trickles into other areas of your life. So for example, when your physical space is organized and easy to be in, it becomes easier to do things like meal planning and following that meal planning budgeting and following that budget, it trickles into other areas of your life. And you no longer feel like you need to spend money to get your life together or to get organized. And you don't need to buy more planners to like get a grip on your tour charts. You just don't have to do it. Your organization and that simplicity will without a doubt. And in a way that you can't possibly stop it trickle into every area of your life and it will transform everything in the most positive way. The fourth way that decluttering will save you money is that it will transform your mindset so that you no longer are designed or wired to overconsume or shop to fill a void. Now, not to say that this is perfect, but you will think twice about the purchases that you make. You will realize that it's not a good deal if you don't need the thing and you will become more in control of your spending habits and what you keep and what you don't keep. The fifth way that decluttering will save you money is that you will be able to care for your things so that they last longer. When I talked about it, you know, in the ways that clutter costs you money, for example, food storage, you will be able to stay on top of your food storage inventory and make sure that it is stored properly and adequately. And you will be able to remember to check up on it, to make sure that rodents and pests didn't get into it, that nothing is expired to use things up before they expire. You will be able to take care of clothing better. One of the things that I see happen a lot with clothing is clothes get dirty and messy and wet or muddy or 
paint on it. And then it sits in the laundry basket because there's a whole lot of other clothes to wear or the laundry is backed up and it's too overwhelming to wash those clothes. And then the clothes sit there and they get ruined. You're more likely and more able to take care of the things that you have so that they last longer. Number six is that you will have more time and energy that allows for money saving activities like cooking at home. Remember at the beginning, I talked about how I used to be so overwhelmed by my kitchen, my home, my dishes in general, that I would rather order food than cook at home. You get to a place where you don't have to make those kinds of decisions. And maybe you don't have to outsource things like laundry. I've seen so many people overwhelmed by laundry when all they really needed to do was declutter some laundry and they don't need the laundry service anymore. Or it could be that you declutter your home and you still want that support. You still want the laundry service. You still want the grocery service. You still want the meal delivery service, but it's coming from a different energy. It's coming from an empowered place rather than a burnt out and overwhelmed space. And then the final way that decluttering can save you money is actually a way that it can make you money. And that is by finding money, literally a lot of moms who declutter find money or gift cards in their home and then sell their stuff and they make some cash. Not to say that they make millions of dollars. I don't know, maybe people do, but they're not making millions of dollars. They're not retiring because they sold their clutter, but they are getting a good chunk of change back, which is rewarding and exciting. But eventually remember that your monetary value of your clutter is going to run out and most clutter people just don't want to buy. And then instead of it becoming money, it ends up costing you a whole lot of money. So that is what I wanted to talk to you about today, clutter and decluttering and money. And I want to talk to you about my course, Decluttering Simplified. So Decluttering Simplified teaches you how to declutter your entire home, start to finish, top to bottom, step-by-step, including what to sell, what to donate, what to trash, And my course motherhood simplified talks about all of the other stuff in your life, all of the other clutter in your life. It's not physical stuff. So it's like your time, your energy, your boundaries, your relationships, your mindset, your expectations, and that all ties in with your money. And I want to invite you, if you're listening in September of 2021 to enroll in decluttering simplified and get motherhood simplified for free. It's a $99 value. You get it for free when you enroll in decluttering simplified and they go so well together. Most people who enroll in decluttering simplified quickly enroll in motherhood simplified because they declutter their house and they realize, oh my gosh, I need help with all of this internal clutter. Help me simplify my time, energy, boundaries, relationships, my role as a mom, my expectations. And they go really well together. And that's why I wanted to offer them to you in a bundle. Just get them both at the same time, get it for a little bit of a discount and really dive deep into this process of simplifying your mom life, your home life, and your life in general. You deserve it. So the link to enroll in that for September of 2021 is in the description. It's in the show notes. You can go find it there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And if you found this valuable, I would so appreciate it if you left me a review. 
If you listen on iTunes, you can leave a review on iTunes. Other podcast apps, I don't believe you can leave a review on yet. Hopefully that changes. But if you leave a review, take a screenshot of it before you submit it and then submit it, head over to your email and email me a screenshot of that and just say, I submitted this review and I will send you a one hour surface decluttering workshop where I'm walking you through how to declutter surfaces of your home, like your kitchen cabinets, your stairs, your floor piles, your nightstands, your end tables, your bed, any flat surface in your home that you can think of. I will help you declutter that in that one hour workshop. I give you real life examples. So it's very hands-on. It's very helpful. And it's my way of saying thank you for supporting me with your review. And if you are not on iTunes, you can just send me an email. My email is in the description of this episode, but it's Krista with a K at motherhoodsimplified.com. If you just send me a review that I can use on my marketing platforms, I would appreciate it. And I will still send you the one hour review. So that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope this is helpful for you in transforming your clutter and money relationship and experience. And I will see you on the next episode. have now because Uh I'll say in the throes of it I would when we lived here we're near the lakes so I would go day after day at the lake because I was I didn't want to deal with the house and now I can go day after day because I want to and enjoy it not because I'm escaping the mess of our house and my kids ask all the time can we have a play date and I'm like oh sure let me see who's available to come over and play because I have the freedom and I'm not, obviously I still have messes I have to clean up. We still have a life. So there's still things, but to be able to just drop, you know, the drop of the hat to invite someone over or after church, be like, Hey, does anyone want to come over for lunch? Sure. I have everything I need. Everything's clean. I'm not worried about having not enough clean dishes or whatever it is. So just having that freedom. And I want to say like, even more than that kind of freedom, the mental capacity, Mm -hmm. the mental capacity to spend that time with my kids and not be parenting from the couch and to be able to homeschool, to be able to play music again, to get to start baking with my daughter, doing fun things that we want to do and not being like, oh, we can't because 
I have to first, I have to spend two hours cleaning my kitchen or trying to catch up on all the dishes so that we can. So I think that's the biggest is just to be able to breathe. I think it's our Alaskan roots because like when we lived in Alaska, which is, I didn't experience any clutter for living in Alaska. And I wish that I had, because there's so much to Mm -hmm. do there, but Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I would do. I would like find any reason. Let's go to the lake. Let's go to the park. Let's go to target. Let's go to the thrift store. Let's Mm -hmm. literally go anywhere, but here. And it was because it was so overwhelming. Yeah. 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 And I found that I was like, if I wasn't at the lake, it was target or Costco or whatever. Then what happens when you're at those stores? Money. <laughs> Money. You buy things and then you get home and you're like, but I have nowhere to put it now. Yeah. And then like, yeah. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. And I think so many of us are stuck there or can easily get stuck there on like, I need to, I found this great storage thing for my refrigerator so I can now organize all my food and clear out the fridge. You don't need so much that it's overflowing. Yeah. What like, and that's like, I don't, I don't know. I like, I, it's just things that I've thought when I walk through the store, I've been like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. And maybe it's conventional, maybe not. It has never worked for me. So those kinds of things are these, I end up spending more money and then feeling buyer's remorse because I didn't need it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just, it's easy to escape our home when we live in somewhere beautiful to do that. Yeah. And I even, I still do it now, but like you said, like I do it because we want to like the last two weeks, cause it's fall here in the Midwest and it's beautiful. Like the weather is perfect. The leaves are changing and we've been going to the river twice a day because it's 10 minutes from our house. So we go twice a day and my house isn't perfectly clean, but I'm doing it from like a place of, we love being out in nature. Like we yeah. love going to the river. We love being mm-hmm. outside. This is the best time of year to me. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can get to this place where it's like from an empowered place rather than escaping. Yeah. And I was going to say, I took all three of my kids on a hike with a friend a couple weeks ago, which was our first ever hike. And I have wanted since I was young to go do hiking to go. And I'm like, we live near so many different trails. I have not had the bandwidth to do that. And I haven't had people that knew where to go or whatever. And growing up in Alaska, we were home all the time. People are like, didn't you love living in Alaska? I'm like, I didn't do anything when I lived in Alaska. Like we weren't into snow sports. I hate being cold, which I mean, whatever. And so I'm like, I didn't live life to the fullest there. So here I'm like, I finally can enjoy that. But I also wouldn't have been able to there if I would have been able to there if I had decluttered and it would have been simplified. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And the other thing, just to drive it home for anyone listening, like when you're doing those kinds of things, like that cycle that we used to be in, we're like, let's be anywhere, but here target Costco, like the mall Kohl's. I don't even care. Thrift store. We are like digging the hole deeper. Cause we're coming homeless stuff mm-hmm. that we don't even have room for. And we're spending yeah. money that we don't have. And okay. That's the last thing that I wanted to ask you about. Like one thing yeah. that I know that you've really like grown grown into and started experimenting with is now that you have this time like doing these no spend challenges and you have your own yeah. like, money groups so tell us a little bit at, like how did you get started with that because I know you're super like passionate like I see I don't know if you see but I'm like dude that's her thing like she's good at that yeah I think it's because we were broke for so long paycheck to paycheck that I realized I was digging that trench bigger 
And I was making it a problem that didn't need to be a problem. And then I got into a season where, how are we going to put groceries on our table? Not because I'm overspending, not because I'm racking up debt, but like paycheck to paycheck, it's tight. And like the cost of living is expensive. That kind of lit a fire under me. We started doing Dave Ramsey and I love a lot of his concepts, not all of them, but I love a lot of them. And I think that really started to shift my mental space. But as I decluttered, I realized this is all like the number one guilt I had to get over was I spent money on this and I spent money on this. And I will tell you like more often than not, I never sold stuff. I literally was like, I'm so done with the old habits of overspending, buying things out of fear that I needed it and those kinds of things. And so finally, like letting go of all of that emotional baggage created that desire to save, to invest, to get spending under control and not be so like frivolous with really taking on that frugal mentality of, I don't need anything. Our fridge is full, our pantry is full, whatever we need, we already have. So this month, let's see how little we can spend. Let's, and it was a challenge. It, it's fun to me now <laughs> to see like, how little can I get away with this month for spending just bills and no eating out and not because we can't now, like now we are able to do those things, but to keep my motives in check and keep those spending habits in check because it was self like self-deprecating, I guess, in the sense of like, I'm doing this to myself and yet I'm frustrated that this is where we're at. So mm. yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. I'll link your group in the description of this for anyone who wants to join, but yeah, it really, what declut- I always say cluttering is about so much more than just decluttering. It's really about living the life that you want to live, like aligning with your values, aligning with your goals and your visions. And yeah. the way that you spend your money is one of those ways. And I remember so clearly, I will never forget this holding garage sale, like three garage sales in a row, trying to sell all of our stuff and getting $1,500 and knowing that it was like tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff and being, I don't even want any of this stuff. This all crap. It's yeah. pointless waste of space, waste of everything. And being mm-hmm. like having a moment of, I could have paid off my student loans. Mm-hmm. If I had not gone and spent my money on all of this pointless stuff. Yeah. I probably couldn't have paid all of them off with that stuff, but, but gone close, right? At least, like, yeah, like more than half of it. Like I could have had 50% plus, including the interest and being like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Oh my God, it's so painful. Yeah. Like I totally could have paid off those student loans and just seeing like piles of stuff, like in the form of money and regretting it so badly, which is why I won't ever get to that point again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say our debt can be painful, but I think dealing with stuff that you wasted money on is more painful. It's more painful when you have something tangible. Or maybe that's how you wrapped up debt was just being a consumer and buying all the things that you thought you needed. But I think when you can get to that place of, I don't need this. I wasted money on it. The money's already gone. Like you've said so many times, the money's already spent. Now it's taking up. I like, even the other day I was like, I hate there's this name brand activewear and I spent money on some of it and I don't love what I got, but now I'm like, I was like guaranteed. I'd love it. And this would be like what I needed and I don't love it. And now I feel bad because yeah, I could probably sell it on Poshmark or Macari or something like probably, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even 
I don't even want it sitting here wasting space while I'm waiting for it to sell because I already spent the money. It's gone. Yeah, it is. And it does suck because it does still happen. It's not like you declutter your stuff and it never happens again because yeah. it does still happen, but it, it does. It's almost like you have to lose the money twice. Like once yeah. when you spend your money and then when you get rid of the thing that you're like, mm-hmm. dang, like it wasn't what I thought it wasn't what I needed. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it was what you needed and you still have mm-hmm. to get rid of it. And it maybe you're like me and you overthink anything. I'm like, I wonder if I could have gotten away with not having that thing. and saved them. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a way to go back in time? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we would have been fine without it. Like our kids, like the crib, my husband yeah. always buys a crib. We yeah. never use it. And every time I'm like, yeah. every time we get rid of the crib, I'm like, we totally could have just kept $200. Yeah. We would have been fine. And then it sucks. Cause you have to get, you have to go through that experience of losing the money twice and just yeah. know that it's just part of it. Yeah. And I think so. <laughs> because we do this to ourselves. I think it is one really great way to learn because you are learning the hard way you are going, okay, if I want to get out of this habit, I have to change something and I'm not going to change it by repeating the same pattern over and over. And maybe like for a long time, we were like, okay, if we aren't spending, this is our budget at Costco and anything that we want to spend over that we need to go, what could we put this money towards? What debt could we be paying off or what bill do we need to make? And that money can be specifically assigned to that. So I think that also was a really good learning curve for us because we realized how much excess we were buying. We weren't in a pandemic, so we weren't stockpiling. Even now, we still aren't. Um, So, you know, living with a little bit less, I think. Oops, sorry. Yeah, same over here. Okay, so speaking of that, you purchased the courses, like you paid money to get into the courses and clearly it's paid off for you. But what would you say to any moms listening who are thinking about getting into a course and are like on the fence trying to decide, should I do it or should I? I would say do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, buying it was an impulse buy for me. (laughs) I had not, I of course I wanted to do it for forever. And I was like, we don't have the money. It's not in the budget, which was true. But if I'm going to impulse buy and spend X amount of dollars, I might as well do it on something that's an investment in our home. And my husband actually asked me like, sorry, he wants his necklace on guys. It's really funny. Funny. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it was totally an impulse buy and I did not tell my husband. <laughs> I, I know I like, he would have been he would have gotten over it. He wouldn't have probably been very thrilled, but it wasn't until like last week when I was, or uh, the last couple of weeks I've been doing the course again, he goes, did you pay for that? And I was like, yeah, a long time ago. This is not the first time through the course. And he was like, I knew you were doing something, but I, <laughs> he didn't know that I had invested in that. And so now looking back, I go, we did so much because that first month of decluttering, you were not supposed to buy anything. You're not supposed to go and buy fixes. You're not supposed to go and replenish things like you are working through what you already have and shopping your own home. And I think that right there saved us that mm-hmm. money first month. Like we probably it. saved over two or $300 in a month because I wasn't going, Oh, maybe this will fix it. Or we need extra rice or whatever it was. Like yeah. it, it, it got us out of that habit of like the overspending. Yeah. Where so you said 
what I've always wanted to say, and maybe now that you've said it, I can start saying it more of if you're going to spend your money, if you want to, if you have that urge to like buy something, buy one of my courses because they, yeah. they pay you back. Like the ROI yeah. of the course is just insane. Like yeah, I decluttered once in 2013 and eight years later, eight years later, still benefiting yeah. from it. I wish I had a way to calculate how much money we've saved how much time we've saved, how much more yeah. happiness I have, like fulfillment, satisfaction, like love, all of the things. And I think when we're buying these courses, it's a one-time purchase. Yeah. Whereas when you go to the store, you buy something every time. Right. And so I think just knowing, okay, what, if, if you looked at your budget and you said, okay, what's an area I overspend in? If I cut that back for the next two months, it would pay for this course. Mm-hmm. And just that alone, not even taking into consideration all the impulse buys or the whatever. So I get it. Like being so tight that you're like, we can hardly make the bills, whatever. So then start with the mini core, like the seven day challenges. I'm sure you can search the hashtags and find them or the ghost letter challenge coming up, start free. And then Mm -hmm. as you do, maybe you're selling things and can save up that specific money to buy the course, because that was it is a total game changer. It makes it. Okay. I have to tell you this too. And everyone listening. So I, that course that you're talking about seven days from uncluttered home, I took it off of the market. Right? I took it off my site for a long time and I'm going to bring, I'm bringing it back today. I'm going to put it back up there. Cause I'm like, I don't even remember why I took it off. I'm like, I don't know. Like I have other courses and you are like the third person that I've talked to in this like clutter chronicle series, because I really loved seven days. I really love the seven days course. And you got that three years ago. So for everyone who's listening, like she got it three years ago and she still finds value and in, in, is able to use it for like maintenance decluttering. Like you, she mentioned earlier, she's like, I don't, it doesn't take me that long. Like I can get it done. I can get my routine, like my maintenance decluttering done in like a week or two. So I'm bringing that back, everybody. I'll put the link in there for you again, because it's less money than decluttering simplified. It's a great intro. It's really effective. It so. is effective. I think it, it's like a power punch. It gets you moving. It gives you a short time frame that you're like, okay, this week while the kids are at school, I'm going to send what half an hour, 15 minutes. I think some of those projects only go under the sink. It, it only took 10 minutes. It's not anything that takes a long time. So it makes it, you know, quick and easy and get the job done. That's moment. Exactly. All right. So Leah and I, between the both of us have eight kids and my kids are getting restless. Yeah. He has babies too. So Leah, thank you so much for hanging with me today and doing this episode for everyone. And for everyone listening, we're going to have a pretty abrupt ending because mom life happens and we love you. Thank you for hanging out with us and we will talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks, Kristen. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. 
I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.